Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Yeah. I like it when the girls stop by in the summer. Do you remember? Do you remember when we met? New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when the girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I take her if I had one wish. But she's been gone since that summer. Since that summer. Yo! This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network alongside Frankie Stample. I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? I have no idea what that song was, but when I heard New Kids on the Block, uh, I I thought of an Eminem verse, uh, which is not playable for radio. (laughs) (laughs) But again, I have no idea what that was. Greg, I'm in a good mood today. I was in a good mood until I walked up here and I saw these headphones that are put on backwards for uh, for those people watching. Mine was yesterday. The, um, the wire is going through the top of. I don't. I don't know who did this. I'm gonna have to have a discussion with my guy, Gabe Gabe Marenti. But other than that, I woke up feeling good today, Greg. I don't know if you know this about me. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I did not know that. It's right in between my birthday and Christmas. It's football all day long. It's eating. It's drinking. More eating. It's more drinking. More football. I just I don't know how you can compete with Thanksgiving. As much as I love you know, Christmas, giving out gifts, getting gifts, like the spirit, the tree. All right, whatever. You can't compete with Thanksgiving. And on top of that, Greg, I take the L train in to work every single day. All the hipsters what are you gonna do when the went L-train's back gone? to their hipster states. There was nobody on the train. It was so great. There was no, you know, guys with these, these big circular glasses and, and curly mustaches and, and, and people who don't shower on the train, Greg. It was nice. I got to sit. They all went home to Seattle and Wisconsin and wherever they're from. I'm, I'm off to a great start today, Greg. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. You're, you're reeling and dealing. You're making trades? Trades headlines? Dude, I'm not doing well. Who am I lying to? This guy is stressed out, man. Holy He's downstairs. Holy crap. Chrissy Bones is asking him a question. He's like, I can't answer right now. I'm about to make a trade. The deadline's about to hit. Poor Greg, he's stressing out over I'm here. I'm sweating, man. <laughs> sweating, and he's wearing gray. So if uh, you could pick those arms up, Greg. Oh, pretty good. I'm pretty good. Much better than I am. I'm, I'm going to keep my arms down. I'm pretty good with it. Um, <laughs> so normally, like... I'm pretty calm, and I, we, we were looking for something downstairs. We couldn't find it. Christy Bones asked me questions. He's interviewing me, and I'm just like, I cannot do this right now. Like, I had a bunch of, like, emails I have to answer. Like, I have a bunch of, like, internship stuff I have to, like, do because I, you know, should pass it on to you, but you're like, mm, I'm good. So why don't we make, like, one of the interns now the head of the intern? <laughs> then, we should make, well, Alex isn't really an intern. He's, you know, he's you a legit make Alex worker. The, we should make Alex the head, head of the intern. Of the program? Yeah. 
That's funny. <laughs> Never, yeah, so I have like four of these things in my inbox. Like I need to respond. And that was like what I had planned to do this morning. Like I did, um, you know, I, we recorded NBA and I did some stuff for Ventra and I did like the playlist that I normally do. But when you got in here, I had like do my expenses and then like the next hour was going to be just cleaning up my inbox, answer, returning those emails I know I need to answer. I did none of it. Not, like, not a single one. This guy was stressed out as soon as I walked in. So my trade deadline today, I knew it was today, but I didn't know it was at noon today. And our waivers go through in this league at noon today. So I was looking at people's teams, like people that are kind of like in the mix that I, I thought I could trade with, and one of, them's, one of their tight ends is Travis Kelsey. And I noticed his backup was Ricky Seals-Jones. So I was like, oh, you know, he needs a tight end. I have Vance McDonald and Jordan Reed. Like maybe he wants one of them and I can get... Somebody from his team that I could start. And he had, I was telling Frank when he got here, he had Cortland Sutton, Anthony Miller, DJ Moore, and Traquan Smith. He has all four of them on his team. I was like, oh, I would probably trade Jordan Reed for any one of them. So I asked, I was like, hey, you want Jordan Reed? He's like, well, I don't know if I want a backup tight end, but, we'll, but I go, we don't know if we're going to get Cameron Brate because waivers don't go through until after the deadline. I go, this is so annoying. I go, all right. So he's like, I'll give you like Doug Baldwin for Jordan Reed. I'm like, yeah, that works. That was it. He made one offer, and I was like, okay. I didn't feel like negotiating with him. Like, I didn't know which one of the wide receivers I liked better. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Done. So I, I, I did it. The easiest made ever made. So then I decided I to put in a bid for. trade ever made. So then I was like, all right, now I want to make sure I get Cameron Brate, who I like better than Jordan Reed anyway. And I bid $13. The next highest bid was $5, which was. The person that I just traded with. That was the only other bid on Cameron Bray. All right. You had to make sure you got him. Well, like, I could have been $9. There's no way to know, Greg. And I probably would have spent even more money on Cameron Bray. Hmm. You should be very excited about Cameron Bray right now. If you owned him, if you picked him up, whatever it might be. Because we know that whoever the quarterback is, you know, the, the Bucks seesaw continues to rock back and forth. We get James Winston again, but he has a rapport, a... A connection, one might say, with Cameron Bray in the past. And there's no O.J. Howard, and they throw to the tight end. And I think, you know, he's going to continue uh, He's going to continue to be fantasy viable here. I think, you know, rest of the way, he's a legit tight end one. I agree. Yeah. He's, like, he's, what, he's what I needed, for sure. Um, he went for $10 in my home league, so you weren't off by much. In my other home league, he went for zero. So I was like... Did you bid from there? No, because I'm out of it, and I didn't want to mess around. I didn't want to mess around. Last week I got yelled at for one win team. McDonald. Two win team now. Um, Two win team. Yeah. So anyway, I was quite annoyed by that. Then I looked at my looking at the the rest of the waiver wire. I had thirty four dollars left, and I didn't know how to split that money. I was going to put all of it on Gus Edwards, which is what I originally did, and then I lowered it to for Cameron Brait. I had thirty four dollars left. He went for thirty five. Ooh, yeah. You got Michael Florio. We brought up the story last week when. I referenced how much fab I had left on the air, that I was going to spend it all on Anthony Miller. Our good buddy, our best friend, Michael Florio out there on the West Coast, listened, and he said, I'm going to spend one more dollar. And he wasn't shy about it either. He texted me right afterwards and said, hey, now I know how much to spend on Anthony Miller. Thanks, smiley face. Not smiley face, Mike, but you got Michael Florio, Greg. Did you find out if this, if this person was listening yesterday when I whispered to you, all oh, your fab on Gus Edwards? So I texted him. I was like, one more dollar than I had, huh? He's like, I looked at everyone's budget, and I realized that there's a lot of people that, were, that had like $30 left or 31 or 32 or 33 or you had 34. 
He goes, I could bid anywhere from 36 to 40 bucks because people have like significantly more than that. Mm-hmm. And I don't. So I just figured 35 would get him for me or I'd have to be significantly more. So I bid 35. He said he went with the cheapest, highest bid that he could do. Ooh, which was one more dollar than you have. He did it right, man. He, listen, he yeah. did it right. He went, he went for, you know what's crazy? Is he went for $35 exactly in my home league as well. He has $40, he had $40 left in his budget. He realized by looking at our budgets, nobody else really, nobody had around that range. So that was the perfect number for him, and he got it. The Bills defense, who have been hyping up for weeks, and I just did not pick up last week because I couldn't, because I, you know, I effed up that uh, ESB thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't pick them up. They went for $7 today. $7. Wow. So I actually got, uh, I only have $3 left in my home league. I got the bills for donut, Greggy. I, I got bil- the bills for $0. Yeah, I, I bid 0 for the bills, and I did not get them. So my defense this week, uh, we're going with the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns against Cincinnati. Andy Dalton, you know, terrible, right? September is over. Uh, no, no. I, uh, I tweeted out, drink. Some defense stream rankings for this week, and the Cleveland Browns made the list. I think they're uh, they're like one of the top five streaming defenses. Okay, it's not so bad. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's outside of defenses that are like more than eighty percent. That are like good. Yeah, yeah. Because I had a few people tweeting me like the Ravens, the Jaguars. I'm like, well, those those defenses are owned. So now immediately I'm looking at the waiver wire right now for defenses for Week 14 and seeing. Uh, yeah, you're schedule. doing that, man. A lot of people. People are doing more than normally get. As many questions as we do about, like, well, I need to pick up a defense for, like, the next three weeks from now. And yeah, I've seen that more than ever. Like, people are really, really going hard, like, thinking about, you know, the fantasy playoffs. I, I don't blame you, but don't drop someone on your team that you might actually end up using or someone that has value just for the sake of stashing a defense for, you know, week 14 or 15. Like, anything can happen. Yeah, the I was... The best player on that defense could get hurt, so, you know, it's... It's kind of hard to project that far. But when I was just looking, I at, when I was just looking at the at teams, um, I noticed that uh, like there are teams that have three defenses on their team right now. I'm like, oh my god, like that's crazy. I'm not one of them. I have one, <laughs> um, but I now looking at schedules. He's like I, I never hold more than one defense. This is never, never even something ever. that comes to my mind, and that's why it's so crazy to me that people are like, oh, you know, so, like everybody in my league is stashing two defenses. When did that become a thing? Yeah. This is like the next it's like the next evolution of fantasy football. It's cool to see like how every year something changes for fantasy. I don't know that I necessarily agree with it, but it seems this year more than ever we get, you know, tweets and people asking like multiple teams in my league are already stashing two totally. defenses for the playoffs. So it's pretty crazy. You know what's really you know it's really crazy, so I said I'm just looking at the other defenses that are on the waiver wire. And like the Steelers are out there, they face Oakland in week fourteen. All right, that's cool. I like that matchup. They face New England in week fifteen, can't use them there, and then Oakland oh, New Orleans in week sixteen. Oh my god. Um <laughs> But you know what's like, other than the Bills, you know what's like fantastic playoff schedule? The Lions. I, I think we brought this up, or yeah. someone else might have brought this up when they called in and asked us about it. They face Arizona and Buffalo back-to-back, week 14-15. Yeah. yeah, and I know the Lions defense hasn't necessarily got it done this year, but those have been uh, playing teams, the match. If you're playing the match, those, those have been teams all year long where regardless of you know, how good a defense is, you've been streaming that defense. It didn't work out with the Jets against the Bills, and you know maybe the Dolphins' offense is a little bit better with Ryan Tannehill than it is with Brock Osweiler. But I have to agree with you. I think the Lions are probably up there just based on the matchups. Yeah, that's crazy. Speaking um, of matchups, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Something else that you right. want to say first? One more thing. Go. So up. the last half hour, I was also freaking out about a trade I didn't make, which everybody that I spoke to said you probably should make it, yeah. and I couldn't. I you couldn't didn't pull, pull the, the trigger. trigger. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I don't reveal know why. It, reveal it to the world. I don't right? know why I couldn't pull the trigger. 
It's not like me to be, to do that. It's your guy. But it's my guy, and I think that was hard. So I had proposed, I was looking at a team, and the first place team, or second place team, came up to me, he's like, hey, do you think we can make a deal? I was looking at his team, I was like, I don't even know where to start, man. Like, he goes, the problem is, like, I'm not looking for depth anymore. Like, I just, I need to improve my stars. So, so I go, you're looking for, like, a two for one. And I was like, I guess I would give you Robert Woods for Tyler Boyd and Matt Breida. He's like, I think it's a, it's a good starting point. Um, what if we made it Josh Adams and Robert Woods? My initial reaction was like, okay, that's fine. Sure. And then I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> so first he, first he tried to like add in Kenyon Drake to that deal. And everyone downstairs is like, it's a little rich. Maybe you should have done Robert Woods and Kenyon Drake and tried to offer that. Would he have taken that? Uh, maybe. Maybe ultimately. But it's like... That's the point that we've come to with Kenyon Drake what, where I'm almost... And I'm not the, tug, the Doug Peterson, the Eagles running backs guy. We're almost at the point where you'd rather have Josh Adams and Kenyon Drake right now. What do you have to go based off of Kenyon so, Drake? So I agree with that. And the problem is, like, I like Matt Breida more than Josh Adams. I like Robert Woods more than Tyler Boyd. Like, was, that, was the, uh, the difference between them enough, right? Was that worth mm-hmm. it for me to make that deal? And I, when I say it out loud, yeah, it, it is. It's Tyler Boyd's wide receiver 15, Robert Woods' wide receiver 10, Woods had the extra game. He's about 22 points, in my league, 22 points ahead of Tyler Boyd. And that breed is significantly better than Josh Adams, I think. So why did I make this deal? I don't know. I don't know why I didn't make this deal. But I couldn't, I just couldn't say yes. I don't know. Yeah, well, my lean downstairs was, I, I told you I probably would make the deal, but I didn't want to influence you one way or the other, and then you end up killing me because as much as, you know, I've poo-pooed Doug Peterson and the fact that he runs a committee approach... He said something last week about Josh Adams, that he was going to get that player more involved, and that's exactly what happened. And to this point, Josh Adams has done nothing but earn more work every single week. Now, this week, he's going up against the Giants. They just got torched by Peyton Barber. Their run defense is not the same without Snacks Harrison. I think the rest of season schedule looks a little bit better for Josh Adams uh, than Matt Breida. Neither are great, but it was close because it's all about what do you project for Josh Adams moving forward. It could... It could the, the, the range of possibilities is very wide here, Greg, because Josh Adams could go as far as be a league winner for you. Like, if he continues to run well and has a monster game this week, then maybe we get 15-plus touches out of Josh Adams moving forward. Or it could go as far as, all right, he kind of falls flat this week against the Giants, and then he's back in a three-headed committee approach where he's getting 8 to 10 touches per week. And that's kind of like the downside of Josh Adams. But he has that potential to be a league winner based on what he's done to this point and the fact that he's... Every time he's been given more work, he's made good on that work with Doug Peterson. So um, I feel pretty good about Josh Adams right now. I, I, I kind of understand why you didn't make the trade because Robert Woods is your guy, while Tyler Boyd is not far behind him. I mean, outside of like Adam Thielen, I know he's been banged up. Robert Woods might be the most consistent wide receiver in, in fantasy this year. The, thi- the thing is, um, it was quite simple, in all honesty. Robert Woods is my guy, number one. Number two, he's on the best offense in the NFL, and I wanted a piece of it. And I, by giving it up for the Cincinnati offense, I know yeah. you, I shouldn't do you that. You don't want to trade the best offense for, uh, for, the, for the red rifle, Andy Dalton. And that's ultimately where it, it came from. And I just, I don't have a piece of the Chiefs offense at all. I don't have a piece of the Saints offense at all. Yeah, but you also don't have a piece of the Nick Mullins offense either, Greg. I don't. You're right. And, that, and that, I thought this about was your that. opportunity. It was. I needed a piece of that Rams offense. So I made the deal. The team that's in first place, not surprisingly, has a piece of 
all those offenses, right? Like he has. I, I'm sure that's the case in most leagues. Yeah, he has Tyreek Hill. He has Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley. I, I said this yesterday on the program. Yeah, it's gonna Monday be hard to take that guy down. It's hard to take that guy down. Um, his, his team's amazing. Or girl, it's a guy. Okay, it's a guy. I ultimately made the. I didn't make the deal, and you know, we'll see. We'll see how the chips fall. As I said, if I needed to win this week, I make the deal 1,000. percent Like it's yep. a fair trade. Yep. But I, I'm kind of in a no man's land where I'm not really gonna go up or down. I don't think. I think that's a good discussion point, Greg, and I think we should invite people in to call in. Like, if your trade deadline is today or this week, um, you know, or if it's coming up. I, my trade deadline, we always extend it a little bit past Thanksgiving because it's a keeper league. It, you kind of have to wait till the last possible moment to know, am I in it this year? Am I out of it? So our trade deadline is next week. Maybe your trade deadline is as well. So call in 844-843-6879 if you have a trade that you're... Questioning, should I make this trade, or are you in a keeper dynasty league? Do I want to blow up my team? Do I want to, you know, look towards the future more? Call in 844-843-6879. We also got the Thanksgiving games to preview, Greggy. Absolutely. We're going to do that uh, on the program today. We're going to answer your questions at 844-843-6879. Uh, we'll talk about your trade deadlines. I know how stressed you guys get about it. We're the same. We're human. Just stick around. More from BFFs right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. So I hope you can stand the vibration, because we're about to rock the entire nation. Alright? Here we go. Well. Well. Fantasy Best Friends Forever for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You're going to get a double dose of that. That song we did it today, and we'll do it for a special Friday show as well. Of course. We always wayo. Pianowski just tweeted something really interesting before we get to your calls, 844-843-6879. If every NFL coach were a free agent and you could draft one for as long as he continued to coach, who is your first pick? As long as they continue to coach. He's your coach as long as he continues to coach. Hmm. This is a good one. This is a good one. Obviously, Sean McVay comes to mind right away. You got some, some youngsters. Doug Peterson just beat Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. Matt Nagy looks pretty promising as well. As long as they coach, though, that's, that's, the, that's the kicker right there. Because, I mean, obviously you take Bill Belichick like, as, long, as long as he's coaching, but how much longer is he going to coach for? And that's the question. Three, five years, maybe, max? When Tom Brady retires, he's gone? Man. I, I, think, I think you'd be a fool not to take, uh, to take one of these young guns. I, I think the obvious answer, what a lot of people would say, is Sean McVay. That's probably what I would go with. Offense is winning right now, Greg. So the poll was Sean McVay, Bill Belichick, or anybody else. <laughs> that was the poll. 74% of people that voted say Sean McVay. 24%, uh, 22% now uh, say Bill Belichick. Because the kicker there is, you know, as long as they're coaching. So you could get, you know, I mean, it's hard to, you don't know what Sean McVay's going to want to do for the rest of his life, but the guy is, what, 32, 33 years old? Yep. He can realistically coach for the next 
35 years if he wanted to. Sure. So. But will he adapt the same way that you know, Bill Belichick's adapted and so many other people? Yeah, I mean, he's done a pretty good job so far. Okay. Is that what you would say? Yeah, I, I, I said McVeigh, but I'm really tempted. Andy Reid? No, I'm good. No? Give me Sean McVeigh. Yeah, Andy Reid. Hasn't, right? hasn't won the big game. Hasn't won the big one. Has not won the big one. Okay. Um, Frank, I'm going to open this up to you now. Trade deadlines are approaching. Keeper leagues, dynasty leagues, we're all, if they're not here, they approach, they pass, whatever. But if you are in that keeper league or you're in a dynasty league, who are you targeting? What's the plan? Yeah, so in my home league, it's two, it's two keepers, and you keep the player for the round. They move up one round from where they were drafted the year before. Obviously, Dynasty, it, look, there's so many different iterations of Dynasty. You know, some people keep their entire teams. There are Dynasties that reset after a three-, four-year window. So every league is going to be different. But I thought it, was, it would be cool to just kind of open it up now. We're, you know, we're nearing the, the final stretch of the fantasy football season this year, Greg, but I think it's cool to like project forward and kind of figure out like, all right, these are some young players that are playing awesome this year. How do they project forward for next year and years to come as well? So likely if you're out of it, you know, I had a few guys asking me last night, you know, uh, I'm going for it this year. I'm in a dynasty league. Do I give up Deonta Foreman to try and get Adrian Peterson and go for it this year? And, you know, on the surface, someone might say, oh, Adrian Peterson in dynasty, like he might only help you this year. But remember, guys, flags fly forever. So whether you're on the side that's going for it this year in a dynasty or keeper league or, or on the side that is, you know, looking forward to next year, um, here are some young guys that I just I thought that it would be pretty cool to talk about. I mean, specifically, you might not think about this player as somebody, but he's an impending free agent. And, you know, actually, there was a show where you were out this year, Greg, and I had Mike Blewett on, and we spoke about landing spots for this player. Everyone's talking about where's Le'Veon Bell going to go. Yeah. Kevin Coleman. Kevin Coleman's a really, really interesting one in keeper and dynasty because I believe he's only 26 years old. Whenever he's given a shot to be the lead running back, he's performed well in the Atlanta Falcons offense, and he's set to be a free agent. The Falcons have a lot of money tied up in Devontae Freeman. Can they bring back both? Can they bring Kevin Coleman back and pay him what other teams are going to no, offer not. him as you know, a lead workhorse running back? Uh, I think that's a good starting spot is you know Tevin Coleman. Trading for him if you're in a keeper or dynasty league and, you know, Everyone's talking about, well, the Jets are going to get Le'Veon Bell or the Colts or the Texans. Well, not all of those teams are going to get Le'Veon Bell. Like, maybe it is the Colts or Texans that get Le'Veon Bell, but then maybe it's also, you know, if they miss out on him, the Colts pick up Tevin Coleman or the Jets pick up Tevin Coleman. And I just think that he's set to be a workhorse somewhere in the NFL next season, Greg. I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I don't know if he's built to be the every down back. I think he is. You think he is? Yep. So you think he could have... um, Lamar think, Miller. So, so you, do you think people look at him like they looked at Lamar Miller a couple of years ago? I think they're going to look at Tevin Coleman the way that they did Jarek McKinnon this offseason. A little bit different because Jarek McKinnon landed yeah. what I believe was a perfect situation. A team that we thought was going to be much improved. With the a Texans co- would be a pretty perfect situation. Well, that's why, I, that's why yeah. I compared it to Lamar Miller. The, the reason it's different is because Kyle Shanahan and the Shanahans in general known for a very, uh, very excellent run game. Team was improving with the young quarterback. The Texans is a great situation. It's going to be the same exact thing as we saw a couple of years ago when Lamar Miller signed. That's why I compared that really to that. Um, so I think it's possible for sure. Kevin Coleman, 25 years old, won't turn 26, 26 until mid-April. So he's 26 for next year. Yeah, 26. So he's got a few so he's years left. His prime. He's entering his prime, and he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear uh, on him because he hasn't seen more than 156 carries in any season. 
But I do think that he is like the next guy that's in that mold. Uh, I do think that we could see if he lands on a team as a workhorse running back where he's projected to see, you know, close to 300 touches next year, he's going to be one of those Jarek McKinnon third round running backs next year. So look, in my home league and in a lot of leagues, he was drafted in the sixth, seventh, eighth round, whatever it might be. So if you could keep that player for that round or they move up around or in dynasty, if someone's kind of forgetting about the fact that Tevin Coleman isn't a pending free agent, I think, I think he's a good place to target Greg. Okay. Um, I mean, there are a lot of players on this list. I don't know if you just want me to like run down or if there's anyone specific you want to talk about. So I don't think you need to run down the list, but I I think some of these guys are obvious, right? I I think a guy, some of the wide receivers I mentioned a few moments ago, DJ Moore, Anthony Miller, Cortland Sutton, those three guys in particular, all rookies, really in a good spot going forward for dynasty and keeper purposes. How would you rank those three? DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, and who is Anthony Miller? Anthony Miller. That's a, that's a good question. I'm, I'm going to put Colton Sutton at the bottom of that list. Really? Actually. Yeah, because I, Emmanuel Sanders is still in the prime of his career. One more year. Doesn't seem, yeah, he's not going away for now. Um, Anthony Miller, there's a lot of mouths to feed on the Chicago Bears, but I still do think that he can have that Cooper Cup effect. We're, we're already kind of seeing him emerge into that as a slot receiver for the Chicago Bears, but can he take that next step next year, similar to the way Cooper Cup did this season, and, and can that Bears offense get even better? I actually do think that there's a chance that can happen. I don't know if I'm just, if it's just recency bias because of what I, I saw last week. I think DJ Moore has a chance to be really, really special, man. I just think, you know, if he gets if he gets peppered with targets, which certainly can happen for the Carolina Panthers here, uh, you know, the same way that Steve Smith was with Cam Newton, the same way that uh, Kelvin Benjamin was when he was actually in his prime, when he had that monster year, like, we can see seasons like that out of DJ Moore. Greg Olson is only getting older. I think we're going to start to see the Panthers' offense. Really, there's going to be a big three here. It's going to be McCaffrey, it's going to be Cam Newton, and it's going to be DJ Moore. So if I'm ranking them, I'm going to go more based on the explosiveness and I think moving forward what his target share could be, what what he, what the that role that he could take on in the Panthers' offense. And then I'll go Anthony Miller. Still a lot of mouths to feed with the Bears, but I, I do like the way that he's trending with Trubisky. The Broncos, I'll put Cortland Sutton third. Not only is Emmanuel Sanders there, what's the quarterback situation like, Craig? You have to worry about, all right, Case Keenum hasn't played that well. They're probably going to draft a quarterback. There could be a transition period where, you know, that rookie quarterback is learning how to play at the NFL level. So that's going to affect Cortland Sutton's numbers. I do think that Sutton has upside, but uh, I just think uh, I feel a little bit better about the situations with DJ Moore and Anthony Miller more. Yeah, would you rather have Anthony Miller or Kiki QT? I'd rather have Miller, probably. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, both guys play the slot, so you're excited about that. A lot of mouths to feed on both offenses as well. Will Fuller is going to be back for the Texans. That's a good question. I'll take Kiki, though. You would take Kiki. Kiki, okay. Just because uh, I, I like the quarterback situation a little bit more. I know Trubisky is ascending. He's getting better. Um, they have you know, the great play caller there in Matt Nagy. Um, he's a creative play caller. Bill O'Brien, a little bit more of the vanilla sense, but with Deshaun Watson, I just think the quarterback play is better there, and we've already kind of seen these big, huge monster target games out of Kiki QT. Um, I think it's a close question, but I'll take Kiki. There's a ton of young wide receivers that you could be targeting right now in these keeper and dynasty leagues. Running backs are obviously tougher to come by, because I think I don't think it takes all that much to pull these young guys when you're trying to when you're pushing for it. None of the guys we mentioned necessarily are 
these outstanding DeAndre Hopkins-like players right now. They can be in the future, which is what's exciting about them. But I don't think any of them are too tough to pry away or give away in order to improve right now. It's kind of like uh, a Justice Sheffield James Paxton thing, if you'd like. <laughs> there you go, Greg. Always got to bring it back to the Yankees. We haven't I'm talked sure, to the Yankees in a while. I'm sure show. if Michael Florio was here, he would love that he one. Grown because like some of the other names you mentioned, yes. I, I mentioned those four rookies, but some of the other names that you mentioned, they're just going to be harder to pull. And in particular, yep. I'm talking about the sophomores, right? Juju Smith-Schuster and Kenny Galladay. Like I think they're in the perfect class together. Tyler Boyd is in that group. Tyler too. Boyd's in that group as well. I'd rank Boyd last out of those three. I think personally, um, Kenny Galladay is going to be the number one wide receiver in Detroit for a long time. A long time. Yeah, yeah. I could see why. I, I could see why you would rank it that way. I would look. There's going to be a ton of stuff that happens in the off season. You know, is Marvin Jones still going to be with the Detroit Lions? But as of now, I don't believe he's going to be a free agent. So you assume that Marvin Jones is there. That means Kenny Galladay still has another receiver to compete with four targets. But just based on his makeup, he has that wide receiver yeah. one mold. Yeah, when you yeah. look at him, they call him Baby Tron for a reason, and you can see how it's easy to project moving forward, that Kenny Galladay is going to be you know, one of those next big wide receiver ones at the NFL level. Uh, Tyler Boyd, we know that he's a slot receiver. He does what he does. And then you know, I'll throw Juju Smith-Schuster's name is on this list as well, and he's going to be one of those sophomore wide receivers, which is harder to pry away. But again, if you're out of it and you only keep two or three guys in your league, I mean, give up whatever it takes to get a guy like Juju, and then you can keep him for next year. In Dynasty, you don't want to completely blow up your team and give away a bunch of pieces to get Juju, but if it were possible, I mean, you have to imagine. At some point, Antonio Brown is going to start to slow down, and, and we already spoke about Juju this week. It's five 100-yard receiving yep. games. The sky is the limit for Juju. The sky is the limit uh, for Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, some of the running backs that Frank suggests targeting when it comes to Dynasty leagues, some obvious, some not some obvious. You wrote Philip Lindsay. On this list. And I have a feeling that he's going to be a much, probably the easiest of anybody on this list, in my opinion, to target because of the pedigree, right? Seventh round guy or undrafted guy, Royce Freeman, the early round draft pick. Next year, when it comes to drafting, I know I'll be apprehensive with Philip Lindsay. I don't know how I have a reason why, but I feel like I'm going to be apprehensive about it. And you know what's crazy is I feel like that's how we've felt about Philip Lindsay all season long. Like, I. Even now, like he just had a two touchdown game against the Chargers, and I still kind of I'm hesitant to rank him as like that mid range RB two that he's constantly been. People don't realize this in PPR. Philip Lindsay is RB twelve. He's a top twelve running back right now. Oh yeah, and he is just more so built for what the NFL running back is nowadays. And I know that they use that third round pick, and you talk about draft pedigree, and you know they use the higher pick on Royce Freeman. But if you look at what Philip Lindsay does, he is built for the NFL now. He's not just a scat back. He's a guy who has proven now. He can he, He's smaller, but he's jittery. He can run between the tackles. He can catch passes. He's extremely electric, too. And, you know, they we just spoke about Corlin Sutton. The Broncos have young pieces on offense yeah. where if they could find that young quarterback, you know, we talk about where is Derek Carr going to land. You know, maybe it's with the Denver Broncos. I don't know if they do that because it's within the, the, the division, but... The Broncos are going to be in on trying to acquire a quarterback, um, whether you know that's a rookie or trying to bring somebody in. Uh, but they have a nice little young core here. So I know Royce Freeman has the pedigree, and we were talking up Royce Freeman before the year. Pretty excited about Philip Lindsay for the future as well, especially if they ever start to give him that consistent 15 to 20 touches per game type workload, which he had when Royce Freeman was out. Okay, so it's crazy because he has been so good. He has been. We need so to good. remember this too, because next year you're exactly right. We're going to be apprehensive, apprehensive. to draft Philip Lindsay. 
And for whatever reason it might be, because Royce Freeman is still there, or the quarterback situation is up sure. in the air. But the talent... It's real. can't teach that, Greg. You, you can't. Talent is real. It, it, it's real, and I think... And I think you can almost look to... This isn't a good example, so I'm not going to say it, but... Say it. No, I mean, just looking at, at, at things you're apprehensive with. Like, we've been apprehensive with Melvin Gordon for, like, far too long. Like, for, like I mean, we weren't. We, we weren't, but, and I don't think people were when we wound up going live, but early in the summer when Melvin Gordon was going way, way, yeah. way too low. It made Everybody, YPC, 3.9 yards per carry. He break down every year. How's that working out for you? It made no sense. It still makes no sense. Top six running back this year. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's, he's a top six guy. And I brought his name up the other day, Frank. And I think, I know you, and I feel a bit differently about this. But it's James Conner. Like, I think James Conner could be the number one guy on this list. That's how highly I think of him. Yep. You still somehow think that Lady Young tells a thing. Yeah. I, look, I think it's, it's tough. Like, nobody knows what's going to happen, obviously. This is like a huge risk-reward thing because you acquire James Conner now, and let's say you have the Steelers starting running back for the next... No, three to five years, because we know there's so much turnover in the NFL when it comes to the running back position. But Le'Veon Bell has been great in this role. Look, dating back to, I mean, however far as you can think, the Steelers have had a great offensive line. They've had a great run game. I mean, whoever they plug in there, when Le'Veon Bell was out, D'Angelo Williams, you know, 80 years old, comes in, runs behind that offensive line. He's an RB1. Rashard Mendenhall, Willie Parker, whoever it was. I mean, they were able to run. Like, the Steelers are always able to run the football. So you're excited about James Conner. There is a risk-reward involved here, though, because there was a report that the Steelers could still transition tag Le'Veon Bell, which would be disastrous for all parties involved because then would Le'Veon Bell hold out again? Um, you know, would, he, would it become a committee approach? It's risky, but if you truly believe... I, like, I believe in the, the talent of James Conner, but if you believe that Le'Veon Bell is absolutely gone, then go out and trade for him in which your is, Keeper League dynasty. Which is what I would do. Yeah. I believe there's only there's two more running backs that you have on this list that we haven't really gotten into, and that's Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones. I think Nick Chubb is the obvious, you know, it's obvious, right? In Cleveland, uh, they're growing together. No matter who the coach is, Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield, this is the offense. We've seen the touches increase. We've seen the usage increase. We've seen how good he could be. Nick Chubb's obvious, and I think yep. he'll be a He'll be one of these guys that we all think can make the jump next year into that first-round territory. He won't be a first-rounder next year, but I think he'll be a good— Where do you think he'll go? I mean, obviously, it depends on how he finishes out the year. Two-three turn. Two-three turn. Mm -hmm. And I think he'll be a guy people will draft, excited to draft. Mm -hmm. Even though Duke Johnson will be there, um, people will be excited to draft Nick Chubb to see what he can become. And then you get to Aaron Jones, which I think is seemingly the toughest to project, but I don't know why if, if that's still true. Ty Montgomery is gone. Maybe they'll, I'm sure they'll bring somebody else in, but Ty Montgomery is gone. Aaron Jones, every time he has been compared to Jamal Williams, he's been better than him. And that includes last year. Every single facet. And that includes last year where everyone thought Jamal Williams would be the better running back. Every single facet of the game besides pass blocking, Aaron Jones has been better. And Jones than, has gotten better at that, too. And he's going to continue to get better. Is it time that we believe and trust in Aaron Jones? Greg, I've believed in Aaron Jones since last year. I remember sitting right here in this studio uh, when we were wrapping up. We were doing our fantasy football season wrap-up. And we said, you know, who's the running back that you guys want for next year? Who's the top pa package running back that you would draft? I was in on Aaron Jones. I know Florio said, uh, he said Jamal Williams. I think you might have been on like Ty Montgomery or someone. But I'm going to continue to trust I wasn't the, on the eye test, man. Like the talent is there for Aaron Jones. I think Mike McCarthy's gone, frankly, too. They bring in a, you know, a smarter offensive-minded coach who knows how to use Aaron Jones. Another guy where the sky is the limit there. So excited. We'll take a break and answer your calls when we come back. 
you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now and keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. This is the song that we heard yesterday that we could not identify, by the way. Hippovona? I mean that we heard Friday. This is Chromio. This is the last time we did this, too, by the way. (laughs) You realize that? Where are you going? You're going to go. Are we going to go with Bavona to a Chromeo concert, Frank? What? I thought you were going with Bavona to a Chromeo concert. I don't think we ever set that up. I mean, I'd be down to do it. I believe that's what happened, Bavona. Right? That that was a that was a conversation that happened. Uh, the I, well, I was going to a concert in October, and I told uh, Frank, I'm like, next time they're around, right. I'll make sure you know. Well, I'll go. Let's do Let's it. Are you? Would you be down for a little Chromeo, a little, little yeah. dance funk? No, no, no. Pop action? No, 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 no. They are fun. They're 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 fun con- uh, band to see. We get loaded and dance together. Like slow dance, <laughs> whatever you want, bud. Thanks, man. Uh, speaking of whatever you want, I want the Daily Roto Premium Package, and it's available right now for free for the next five days. A free trial. The pro code is TG eighteen. TG eighteen is a five day trial. You'll get the Thanksgiving games. You will get, of course. All the NBA action today and Friday and all weekend long. Frank, we told people, and we probably shouldn't have said this. We told people, don't buy this yet. Wait till Wednesday. Today, today is, is Wednesday. Your day. Today is Wednesday. Today is when you should purchase this. Well, not purchase, it's free. Enter the promo code TG18 at dailyroto.com. The thing is free. You have a chance to win money by using a free subscription. Why would you not do this? Yeah, there's absolutely no reasoning behind it. Uh, you, you get tonight's huge NBA slate. You get the Thanksgiving football slate involved. You also get the NBA Friday. I mean, there's like there's massive amounts of sports going on every single day from here on out and, and through Sunday. So I haven't, made a, today, I haven't made a daily fantasy basketball lineup in a while. I mean, I continue to play. Should I, should I come back? Make your comeback. Are, are you still hot? As, you're, you're not going to. You're still as hot as you were? No, no. No. <laughs> Law of averages, Greg. I, I was I was bound to slow down at some point. I'm not gonna what? I'm not gonna like. You're not gonna tonight? like tonight. I mean, it's a full slate. Yeah. You don't like those slates. Too many players to choose from. Your head gets all groggy and you get cranky. It was like we saw you downstairs when you're trying to decide your trades. Someone uh, tries was, to talk to you. You yell at him. Well, I don't think I was being cranky. I wasn't. I wasn't mean to anyone, was I? I can't do that right now. I'm trying to trade. Ah! Did I? Did I yell? Probably not, but that's how I imagined it in my head. You, you don't have to imagine it. You were there. But I still kind of imagined it that way. Uh, okay. Why would you imagine Greg, it? You were there. You, you like Thanksgiving, me. Greg? Do I like it? Who doesn't like Thanksgiving? Is it, is, it one of your, is it one of your top three holidays? Is it one of my top three holidays? What do you have to no. about this? No. Greg, what is wrong with you? You asked me a question. What's your top, what's your top three, then? Oh, well, I like Easter because we get to see the Easter bunny. And then I also you like you, you do President's do. Day because I could name all the presidents. You do realize I don't celebrate Easter, right? Oh, I like, uh, <laughs> whoops. 
<laughs> Close enough. What do you celebrate in April? Passover. I love Passover. I don't love, I hate Passover. Yeah, you hate Passover. Passover is the worst. So what do you, what are your three holidays that you <laughs> That's funny. What are your three holidays that you like? More than Thanksgiving. Listen, which is food, beer, and yeah. football. Listen, I I understand that. And I, I get why Thanksgiving is most people's favorite holidays. I understand that. Because they don't serve salad on Thanksgiving, Greg? No. You can't eat romaine, you can't eat romaine lettuce right now, by the way. It's been recalled. It's like really? E. coli. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, good thing I never did that. Right. Eat lettuce. I know. <laughs> Got it. My top three holidays. All right, you ready? I'm ready. I've been ready. I really like New Year's. I'm a big New Year's guy. Yeah. Big New Year's guy. Judy, I can't wait to watch the fireworks with you. We'll hold like, hands. No, I like going to a bar and getting drunk. All right, what's number two? I like New Year's a lot. Yeah, Halloween guy. I like Halloween. You know I like Halloween. Uh, yeah, Halloween's in the top three. Halloween's good. Halloween's fun. Not better than things. I'm also a big, like, Fourth of July guy. Fourth of July? Yeah, it's fun. You just, you're barbecuing, you're drinking, hanging out outside. Yeah. I love Fourth of July. Fourth of July's all right. All right. Still not better than Thanksgiving. That's fine. I'll accept those answers. I just New like, Year's, I don't know, kind of question. You know why? I'm, just, I'm, not, a fall, I'm not a huge fall guy. I, I'm, a summer, I'm a summer guy for the most part. Plans his birthday on my, on, uh, plans his wedding on, on my birthday, birthday yeah. throughout the fall. Not a big fall guy. Yeah, not a big fall yeah, guy. So then, all right, why'd you choose my birthday? I would love to have the wedding on a beach in the, in the summer. You think <laughs> I make, the, you, you act like I make those choices. You will see one day when you plan a wedding, the lack of choices and decisions that you make. Uh, I think it's pretty fair. It'll be a joint decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it doesn't really matter to me. See, it doesn't matter. There you go. As long as there's no salad there. Well, there'll be salad. Greg, Thanksgiving! We got games. We do. We have questions to answer before those games. Cool. Sorry. Let, let's go to the phone lines right now at 844-843-6879. Let's go to Jason in Wisconsin. What's up, Jason? Hey, guys. Uh, how are you today? Nice to talk to you. What's going on, man? It's going great, man. What's happening? Seems like it's not going well. Jason, he was so excited to talk to us. Now he lost his connection. Jason, you're back! Jason, your connection's going in and out. Okay, so I'm here, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep, we can. Okay, I'm sorry, I apologize. My headphones are taking a crap. So, uh, so I got a question. Uh, Kevin Coleman, or uh, the running back from Philly, coming up here. I just Josh up. Adams is his name. Josh Adams, yeah, which one? Kevin Coleman or Josh Adams? For Mr. Not, not yeah, for me, huh? That's, uh, that's, that's a good question. I've, I, I've done my running back rankings. I'm just kind of finalizing everything. I have Tevin Coleman down at 22, and I have Josh Adams at 25. So it's very close. I'll take cool. Tevin Coleman. Uh, it's a slight lean because there's so many points expected in that game, Jason. 59.5 point total, that night game on Thanksgiving. I know that they could be in catch-up mode, but... You know, he's going to be on the field. He could catch some passes, too. I like the matchup for Josh Adams a lot. But give me Tevin Coleman. A lot of points expected in that one. I'll also go Tevin Coleman uh, as well. I, I'll, I, I, I'm more of a wait and see one more year. Well, hold on. Let me yeah. give my response first. You know, I wasn't asking you, Greg. Right? Right. <laughs> What's your second question for, up, for Mr. Stanfield? Mr. Stanfield, uh, Frank, <clears throat> uh, do you know what happened on uh, January uh, 9th, 1967? This is awesome. I'm so happy you're doing this. January 9th, 1967. God, God, God bless you, Greg. Um, Mr. Stanfield, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, was that was the day that the, this earth, this universe was blessed with one of the most incredible people on the face of the earth, and he, he's 
greatest singer-songwriter of all time, one of them, you know, that's a matter of opinion, David John Matthews was born in South Africa on that day. My man, Pots and Pans. This is one of your. This is one of your friends. No, it's not. <laughs> this is one of your friends. You planned this. David J. Matthews born on January 9th. Uh, How about that? DMB. Are you? Are you, are you do you go to Alpine a lot, dude? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I lived in Kenosha for about almost my whole life, so I, I lived at Alpine for a million concerts, and of course, Dave was there a lot. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, I have been. That, that, that's awesome. What is your What is your favorite? Uh, your top three DMB songs. This is great. I know you asked for a favorite top three. Yes, uh, lately, I've been big. I've been really high on "Do You Remember" the new one. That's good. Okay, that's interesting. And, and also, also, uh, "Hello Again" is just an incredible song. Too. Solid. It's just, I mean, there's it's you know you give me top twenty and it's hard to know you know. Give me one more, man. One more song, Dave. That song, um, I like the uh, 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 number twenty-seven. Big fan of that. All right, there you go. There's, there's three. It just, I would not three. I would have chosen number twenty-seven. Uh, Dave Matthews Band made that song for the Yankees, right? They made it when because they won it was the, the twenty-seven. The it was the twenty-seventh song they wrote. Oh. <laughs> that was close enough, right? There you go. Oh, we appreciate it. Thank you for the support. Uh, and I love that. Uh, All right, let's get those Metallica calls coming in, please. Maybe we'll get a Metallica call from Steve in Massachusetts. What's up, Steve? Hey, what's up, guys? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, thanks. Same to you guys. Hopefully you guys get to enjoy it, have some good food, and uh, watch watch some good games. And, uh, Frank, I am a Metallica fan, so there you go. There you go. Absolutely. Maybe we'll get your top three favorite songs. But first, we'll answer your fantasy question. What's up, Steve? All right. Uh, I have, uh, I'm in two leagues. Is there if I ask you a uh, question for a 10-team and a 12-team, if you guys have time? Yeah, go right ahead, dude. All right, so in, in my 12 team, it, both of them are PPR. Um, so during the waiver ones, I picked up uh, Cam and Bray, and I also have Jack Doyle and Kyle Rudolph. Because Kyle Rudolph, he really hasn't. I'm starting, I'm starting Jack Doyle. Three. I'm starting Jack Doyle out of those three. All right. With Cameron Bray? Yeah, I'll start Jack Doyle with Cameron Bray. What's up? What was that? Uh, I, was, uh, I was just saying, if I needed the roster space moving forward, would you – did you just get rid of uh like who would you keep out of those three? Like, I'd cut Kyle Rudolph. I'd cut, I'd Kyle, cut Kyle, Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, both of the other guys are better than him. All right, and in my ten team league, I know you guys are listening to you guys about like the defensive matchup. Right now, I'm using uh the San Diego Chargers uh, defense because I have uh, the Minnesota Vikings defense. But like moving forward, I know that these guys they they have like some tough matchups. Is there any defenses that you would like to pick up over these guys, like Buffalo or like uh, Detroit or something like that? I, I like the Chargers this week more than I like Buffalo going up against Arizona with Joey Bosa back. I think the Chargers defense is going to be legit moving forward. But if you wanted to drop the Vikings for the Buffalo Bills and just kind of like play the matchups, or even Greg brought up the, the Detroit Lions who faced the Dolphins and the Bills uh, throughout the fantasy playoffs, that's something that you could look to as well. But I'm holding on to the Chargers right now. I know that they have a game coming up with the Steelers soon, but um, with Joey Bosa back, I feel I feel pretty good about the Chargers defense, Greg. Yeah, I feel good about the Chargers defense uh, as well, especially with Bosa back. It's trending in the right so direction. So they get they get Pitt and they get KC in two of their next four games, but they also have Cincinnati mixed in there, who are you know turnover prone, and then you get Baltimore with you don't know who the quarterback is going to be, but I I wouldn't mind the Chargers in that that matchup in Week 16 either. Let's get to the back of the phone lines right. at 844-843-6879. Let's go to Fred in L.A. What's up, Fred? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Happy Thanksgiving. You too, man. What's happening? Uh, I just had a quick question. So I have Greg the leg on a bye, and I need to drop a player to pick uh, a kicker up, or I could just swing it and not pick up a kicker. 
So these are my options. I can drop Jared Cook because I have Jack Doyle, or I can drop more from wide receiver from North Car- uh, from the yeah. Panthers. Or just kind of wing it, and I have a pretty good high projection this week. I'm seven and four, making the playoffs already. So I'm thinking of just not drop, not picking up a kicker. Uh, I never want to take a zero, Greg. Has has Greg Zerline been that good this, this year? Pro- where like we can't drop him? Is he still at that point? I'm trying to pull up his it's fantasy just, points. You know what it is? Right I just think see. that he, you know they're going to score a crap ton of points. Yeah, but a lot of those are touchdowns. So he's I understand extra that. Points, you know? I understand that, but just points. It, it, I, I want. Points. Let's see, in in terms of points per game, uh, yeah, Greg Zerline's number one by far. Yeah, dude. Oh gosh, yeah. I think I would drop. Yeah, I don't want to drop. Him. I'd, ra- I'd rather drop Jared. Drop Cook. one of the tight ends. I'd rather I, drop Jared. I'd drop Cook. Jared Cook. Okay. I'm gonna hold DJ Moore there. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just picked up more on the on the waiver too, so I didn't want to drop him just now. Yeah. yeah. Drop Jared Cook. Drop Jared Cook. I'm okay with that. Let me go to Lee uh, in West Virginia. What's up, Lee? Hey guys, happy Thanksgiving to you. You too, sir. Love the show. Thank you. Yeah, I got a uh, question in my flex. I'm looking to pick somebody up on the waivers. Currently in uh, in my flex spot, I have Lamar Miller, and we all know Lamar Miller sucks. My man. It, yeah. So, so I'm looking. Uh, also, I'm an Alex Collins owner, and I don't know what to make of Gus Edwards. Okay. And he's available on waivers. Do you think that's a worthy pickup? Should I pick him up and play him over Lamar Miller? Who would you have to drop to get Gus Edwards? Uh, I'm going to drop uh, Trey Burton. It's it's a little different of a league. It's a 10-team uh, full-point PPR, but there's no requirement for a tight end. A tight oh. end is just another receiver. So yeah, I'm okay. yeah, I, I don't fair, have yeah. to play. I don't have to play. I'm okay I'm doing that, but, Gus I'm gonna, but I'm playing Lamar Miller over Gus Edwards this week. It's close, Greg. I have Lamar Miller uh, RB27 this week. I have Gus Edwards RB29. So it's very, very close. The consensus actually has Gus Edwards ranked higher than Lamar Miller this week. But you know the guaranteed touches, the safer floor with Lamar Miller. We know he sucks, but there's a lot of volatility there with the Ravens running backs. You don't know who necessarily is going to get the ball. So I would pick up Gus Edwards, especially as the Alex Collins owner, drop Trey Burton. But I'm with Greggy. Ride it out with Lamar Miller this week. And then let's see if somebody emerges between Edwards and Alex Collins this week. With can that, throw these. I'm sorry. Can, can, can I throw two? Can I throw two other guys out at you real quick? Sure. Traquan Smith and DJ Moore are also available. Is this a? Would you play either is this a of PPR those league? Flex? Yeah, it is. It's a full point PPR. Yeah. I, I like Traquan Smith a lot, Greg, at home against the Atlanta Falcons here. But now, just coming out that he's dealing with a foot injury, so he hasn't practiced this week yet. So that's kind of like. It's going to go right up to game time. Maybe we'll know earlier on in the day. We'll see if he could practice today. It just sucks because it comes at the worst time. Like, it's a great matchup for Traquan Smith. And then you have DJ Moore and the Panthers are facing the Seahawks. I would say both wide receivers have higher upside than Lamar Miller. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with uh, I'm okay with that, too. Yeah, I would, uh, I would pick, up, pick up Traquan Smith, drop Trey Burton. If it comes out before game time that... Traquan Smith is not going to play, then I would drop him for DJ Moore and then play DJ Moore in the PPR. I, I think he has he has higher upside than Lamar Miller. Miller doesn't catch much passes in PPR. With that, we sign off of YouTube for today. Coming up next, Fantasy Football Frenzy with Corey Parson, Jim Day, and Chris Venture. And Frank, you know they're going to have a lot on this. Mitchell Trubisky is doubtful for Thanksgiving with the Lions at home against the Bears. Lions were a four-point home dog a few moments ago. You know that's been taken off the board, and it's going to be changed. Chase Daniel will get the start for Chicago.
Yeah, and I know a lot of people are asking, well, who does this help? Uh, you know, who's, who's he going to throw to? I mean, there's no way to absolutely know. But typically, when you get a backup quarterback in, they're gonna, he's probably going to throw a lot to his running back. So maybe we're looking at more Tariq Cohen in this matchup. And we already know that the Lions gave up a ton of fantasy points to opposing running backs. Uh, probably throw a lot to his tight end, his safety valve in, in Trey Burton. So Trey Burton consistently been ranked as a top 10 tight end. I think he's right in that mix once again. And then... You know, this probably hurts more so Allen Robinson, who plays on the outside and is going to see Darius Slay, but I do think that Anthony Miller is still in play because the slot receiver, um, you know, it's just a safer option to throw to for Chase Daniels. I think it's a great spot for Tariq Cohen. I think he I think he could take a, a bit of a Probably get a lot of Jordan Howard in this matchup, too. Yeah. And the Lions haven't been able to stop a nosebleed on the ground this year. Redskins and Cowboys later in the afternoon, followed by the main event of the Saints and the Falcons on Thursday night football. Mike Tirico, Tony Dungy, and Roddy Harrison will have the call on that one. All right, want to make some picks for tomorrow's games? Yeah, sure. Uh, hopefully you were able to get Washington at plus 7.5 because that number's coming down. You're yeah. not getting the hook anymore. They're now at plus 7. Absolutely. And I can see it being a touchdown game. The Bears and the Lions are now down to plus 3 for Detroit. Yeah, and I know Corey was talking about this uh, during the morning after. The Bears are a much better team at home this season. The only teams they've beaten on the road are the Cardinals and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I don't love this game. Out of the three games, I think uh, this is the game I'm most likely to stay away from. But give me the Detroit Lions. Uh, give me the Detroit Lions money line in this one at home against the Chicago Bears with Chase Daniel as their quarterback. Only plus one thirty-two, by the way. Yeah, it's coming down. Yesterday it was at, you know, plus 150, I believe. 150 in uh, And the, the point total is at 54. Eh. Yeah, I just don't really like this game overall. It's h- kind of hard to read. 54, it's at 44. 44, 44. Sorry 44. about that. Yeah. Uh, I like the Lions as well in this one. Uh, people are all over the Redskins, plus 7.5. I kind of like Dallas, but I think it's just a lot of points. So I'll, I'll go with Washington. New Orleans and Atlanta are sitting pretty at 13. Lane to 13, Greggy? A lot of points, man. A lot of points. Divisional matchup, too. But I'm going to do it because Atlanta's not good. But everyone's been betting against the Saints, Greg, and the Saints have been blowing everybody out. Give me the over in the Washington and Dallas game. Give me the over in the in the Falcons and the Saints game. Give me all the points. All the Give me points. the Falcons, too. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll see you back here on Friday. Have a great weekend. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.